0: Are you tired of dating upwardly mobile, educated women? Are you tired of women leaving you because you're a low-life piece of shit? Are you tired of them hoes constantly leaving you for better opportunities? Here's a suggestion. Try the Relationship Ankle Bracelet. The Relationship Ankle Bracelet. That bra will never leave you again. Just put this ankle bracelet on her leg and get an alarm via your app every time she attempts to leave the state. But don't take my word for it. Listen to one of our happy customers. Yeah, man, I had this bra, man. She was a manager at McDonald's, man. She kept, kept leaving me, man. I got one of them damn relationship ankle bracelets. Put it on that bitch' leg. That who ain't left the house in six months. They come in all kind of fabulous styles and colors. Get one blinged out for that fancy girl on the go. Get the other one a little plain for the plain Jane. We've got them in all sizes and all styles. From hood rats to ghetto bitches. Get shit your relationship ankle bracelet now but don't take my word for it hear from another one of our happy customers cuz i'm talking about this bitch, cuz talking about she gonna leave a nigga cuz talking about goddamn shit i'm cheating on her and she don't want to motherfucking be with somebody who ain't got no aspirations and goals in life i said all right bitch i got something for you then bitch. so goddamn i goddamn snuck in the room and i put the, the motherfucking ankle bracelet on that bitch leg Shit, bro, I'm talking about that bitch went to goddamn zapping and shocking and shit. That whole can't even step off the poach without that bitch going off, goddamn. And ladies, we haven't forgotten you. If your man can't keep his dick in his pants. We have the brand new cock zapper. And you can set the proper parameters to your liking. If your man goes 10 feet away from the house, zap. If your man goes 20 feet away from the house, zap. Cook that cock like a ballpark Frank. For only 18 payments of $3,000.47, you can get yours in 30 days. Bad credit? No problem. Good credit? No problem. No credit at all? No problem. You can get your relationship ankle bracelet sent to you soon as you possibly can. Fourth Coast. grow uh. Oh, nah. I think it's time to grow. Yeah. Homie, you better know. Tell you know it's time to grow. What it is and what it do, this is your boy Lawrence G. And I am your boy Joey Burnham And this is the, the grown, grown Ass, Ass, Ass man, man Hip hop, hop Show. Where we talk about love, life, hip hop, and grown man shit. And everything in between. Yo, man seven episodes in dog yes sir seven <laughs> episodes in man we doing something right it man. makes us so happy we laugh <laughs> man people liking the show man they're feeling it man they are responding a little a lot man not just a little but a lot uh, I want to give a shout out to the boy uh Frederick Wesley for sharing the show want to give a shout out to the homegirl wayne for sharing the show Way and now Net. it's time to put another person on blast on blast call out bow. Joe Calvin. What you doing, man?
1: Need that, you to share
0: the show, man. Say that name again. Joe Calvin. Where you at, man? Need you to share the show, brother. It's your turn. It's a call out. Say share that sh- name again, nigga. Joseph Calvin. Yes, sir. Share the show, man. Help us get some listeners, my brother. We ain't got no prizes to give y'all. Um, so uh, we're gonna give you. Here's this fake T-shirt. We can just say thank you. We appreciate. I'm giving effort. away. I'm giving away uh, fake T-shirts. Here's your fake T-shirt. Wear yes. it with pride. Um, it's in It's the size invisible. Yes, sir. Um, extra. Extra medium. Put that on and wear it with pride. And tell people about the show. Waynet. And Joe what's, Calvin. Joe Calvin. Show us some love. Show us some love. And. You can tell people to go. If they don't know where the show is or where it's going to be at, they can find the show on SoundCloud at the Grown Ass Man Podcast. They can also find us on Google Play at the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. And we are also on the podcast radio network every and in Friday at 7 o'clock. Every Friday at 7 o'clock. And in return, if you shout us out, we will shout you out. Whatever hustle you got, whatever business you got, we will shout you out in return. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your dirty ass back. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, we got a real interesting show lined up for you. Um, I've got what I like to call the good kid theory, which talks about all three of the Kendrick Lamar albums the, They tie all three of the Kendrick Lamar albums together I'm talking Section 80 I'm talking Good Kid Mad City And I'm also talking about To Pimp a Butterfly This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show I'm Lawrence G That's Joy Burnham And we'll be back This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show Is brought to you by BadMagics.com BadMagics.com More than just the online journal Or clothing line, badmagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. Badmagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. Badmagics.com. Defenders of the true school. Ah, yeah, man. So uh they got this new phenomenon in the streets right now. His name is uh Little Yachty. He just uh YA Like yacht. Okay. Like Yachty. Y A T C H Y. Yes. I think that's how you spell Yachi. Yachty.
1: Yeah, it's nigga. Um, what's
0: what's his nickname? You off off air you told me what his <laughs> nickname was. A- his? AKA Little Boat. Row, row, row your boat. Shut the fuck up now. <laughs> Get off the microphone. Put the music down. <laughs> that's that's it. Um his brand of music is a uh, bubblegum trap. That don't even make no fucking sense. Um his music is very elementary. It's uh I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. This is a perfect way to describe his music. Chopsticks with 808s and auto-tune. Nails on a chalkboard moving upward and downward. Yeah. And it is it's. Yeah, see that that's that's my limit right there. I where can't, is he from? Do he, you know where um he, Don't know. I think he's from Atlanta. He just signed to Quality Control with Coach K. Um, you know, if, you know, quality control, that's um OG Maco. That's okay. uh OG I, Maco, I fuck with him. Yeah, OG Maco, like the best thing going on uh on uh quality control. Uh that's the okay. Migos. I think I love McConan is over there. Okay. Uh you know that whole the whole New Atlanta movement is uh you know and, you know coach K that's Gucci's uh manager or a business partner or something like that so you know he got his own you know he had to keep the money going you know since Gucci was doing them two gigs feds. Y A C H T Y yeah yachty and all his videos remind me of SpongeBob SquarePants he he really plays the nautical theme up and i think that he's um um slow what you mean slow? He just—I watched a couple videos, man. And he just—he just don't seem like he's there. He, he's—you he's, know what I'm like, like. Um, so he's a dumb nigga. I think Fifty Tyson is smarter than him. Well, goddamn! <laughs> I tell you what—the <laughs> nigga may be whack, he may be dumb, but that son of a bitches booking shows making albums the nigga good for something i guess shit yeah but who do we blame that on because people like him they actually saying his music is fire we blame that on you motherfucking fans that be co-signing this shit a ach- okay in this shit loving this shit we blame it on y'all i'm mad at the fucking world today man <laughs> you think i you want to express Stop okaying that shit. Stop giving these whack-ass niggas passes. When I get in my car, I don't want to listen to nothing that's real deep because it's a chore. I just want to ride. It's about escapism, and don't nobody want to bring a dictionary to – Shut the fuck up. I don't want to have to use a dictionary to listen to your music. I mean, I feel you on that, but, man, y'all creating a nation of whack-ass rappers with all this bullshit, To to be honest. And Frank, I'm off my soapbox, man. You, that nigga, Lawrence yeah, G, that nigga, Lawrence G, looking at me like, this nigga is really getting angry. I just, I just hope you don't tear the studio up. Uh, it, it's already tore up. <laughs> <laughs> we work in squalor. That's why that shit is gutter. That's why why hardcore. We work in the dirt. We got our feet in the mud. We drag the studio equipment outside in a dirty shed. Get it out the it's mud. leaking in the ceiling right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but little little yachi um, <laughs> Yachi. But, you know, we may not fuck with him, but at the end of the day, we, we're not haters. If if you listen to him and you like his music, support him, go to his shows. Ain't no hating. You know, put money in that man's pocket if that's what you fuck with. But we just don't happen to fuck with I don't with really. Him. I hate when people say that. I really hate when people say, I ain't going to knock the hustle. I ain't going, to you know what I'm saying? I ain't mad no nigga for getting no money. You know what? I'm mad for niggas that like that that get money. I don't want them kind of niggas getting money. <laughs> because when they get money, that means they're gonna find more people like them to get money. It's a and, trend. And I don't want people like that to get money. It's a trend. I want to knock us. that nigga's hustle because I want more, I want less people like him getting money and more, and more people, people like Kendrick like Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar getting money. Because that's better for the culture. So yes, I'm knocking his hustle. I don't want that nigga to get money. And if that makes me a hater, then hate on mm. brother. Hate hater, on. hater, player, hater. Yeah, play hater. <laughs> Rip, Biggie. That's our theme song. I'm the hater. But uh, speaking of Kendrick, first of all, to let the people know, we're gonna do a three part show. Part one, we're gonna talk about Kendrick Lamar's Section Eighty. Part two, we're gonna talk about Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, M.A.D. City. Good Kid. Mad City and Part Three. In Part Three, we're going to talk about the Pimp Tipper Butterfly. Butterfly right. Um, it's a very big conversational piece, and I'm hoping that you. I kind of want to do this like a book club situation. I kind of want y'all to listen to the album with us. You know, when you get done listening to this podcast, you know, if you got section eighty, get section eighty or whatnot, and listen to it from the perspective that we are talking about. So we suggest. Even if you've already heard the album, even if you've played it to death and you don't want to hear it again, we suggest that you take this journey with us and listen to Section 80, since it is part one of our three-part show. And and, and this, to me, I'm approaching this, I'm teaching. This is a master class. This is a master class. This is a master class. Section 80 is is the textbook. And and these three albums are the textbooks, and I'm going to show you and teach you the good kid theory and how these three albums work together so if you're a hip-hop head you should love this if you're not really into kendrick lamar you should love this and you might disagree with the theory and you might disagree hey, with the i theory. disagree with uh some of the, the shit my brother got to say on the theory. the theory but the conversation is it's it's such a fun hip-hop conversation let's have that conversation we could condense all three albums into one show. But, but it is really too much information to do that. It's too so much, much information out to swallow. Shows. It's too much information to take in. So to be fair to the audience, to be fair to us, to be fair to the albums, we're going to split it up into three shows and concentrate on each piece of work. The first one being Section 80. The first one being Section 80. We may reference other albums. We may reference... Untitled, we may reference, um, overly dedicated. But today is the first part of our three-part show. What I want to do with this episode is a little something uh, I call the, the Good Kid Theory. And the Good Kid Theory is pretty much the um, what I personally feel and what I see when I listen to the uh, Kendrick Lamar album's uh, Section 80 good kid mad city and to pimp a butterfly when i listen to those albums i see a theme and a a theme and a perspective that flows throughout those three albums and 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 what i want to do is i want to take in in three episodes i want to stretch this out over three episodes and i want to talk about each album and the perspective that each one of those albums bring um Starting off with um, Section Eighty. Section 80. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Section Eighty was um, Kendrick Lamar's official release. Um, it was his first. It was his first album. It came out before Good Kid, Mad City. Um, but technically, if you really want to dig deeper into it, Kendrick Lamar's first album, when he transitioned over from. K-Dot, the next album would be uh, There's one before that That when he made the transition from K-Dot To Kendrick Lamar But the album I'm specifically gonna start with Because it's pretty much The roots, especially of uh, Good Kid Mad City is I'm going to talk about Overly Dedicated Now I'm not going to go deep into Overly Dedicated But I do want you to know that um, If you look at this I want you to look at this like a book And I want you to think about each one of these albums As a chapter in the book And Overly Dedicated would be the forward to the book It's, it's, the, it's definitely the setup for everything that continues And there are direct correlations between Overly Dedicated good kid mad city but right now what we're going to do is we're going to focus on section 80 because that's where everything that's when he really starts to take you deep into uh the perspective and the mind state of kendrick lamar all right now section 80 when we look at this album you got to look at this album kind of like a magnifying glass or with a microscope better yet a microscope it's he's starting you off with a far off view of his generation and Kendrick Lamar was born in 1987. Now check out everything that happened in 1987. 1987, Ronald Reagan was in office. So we had Reaganomics. 1987, we were in deep to the uh we were in the height of the crack era. Okay. Um 1980s, night from 1980 to 1988, we saw a peak in single parent households. Okay. Um we also started to see the beginning of manufacturing jobs leaving urban areas. Okay, tell it, brother, tell it. So now what you have is a generation of children who are one either raising themselves or raising or being raised by a single mother who cannot watch their every move. What section 80 is more of a reference to is more than just his generation, it's how his generation reacted to the environment and 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 how they basically were almost set up to fail. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now you take that and you couple that with what's going on in Compton, because also what's going on in Compton specifically in the nineteen eighties is the height of the gang culture. Okay. They are they are fifteen years at this point because. Bloods and Crips really started kicking in about 1972, 1975. So we about 15 to 17 years directly into the Bloods and Crip gang warfare in in uh California. Okay. And you know that Compton is surrounded. It's 12 Blood gangs in Compton and it's 12 Crip gangs in Compton. Okay. Compton is and it's 12 Blood gangs, 12 Crip gangs and a few Latino gangs in Compton. So That's the general, that is the generation that Kendrick Lamar was born into. And when you listen to Section 80, the first thing that he does is he starts to talk about how the women in that generation are being affected. Because if you listen to, um, pull out the track list right quick to uh, Section 80. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna go through the songs. And if you notice those first few songs that this generation's this generation is affected has, has affected the women. Okay. So uh read the uh the track list off. The first song is Fuck Your Ethnicity. Let's see, that one right there is um that's the of course that's the intro to the album. Yeah, that's the intro. And uh basically that's just him gathering his generation and getting ready to tell his story. And the second song is "Hold Up. Now, that's just him. And me, if you think about what he's doing right there, once again, from that microscopic perspective, he's on an airplane. Okay. You know, that song, I can't think of the lyrics right now, but on that song, he's in an airplane, right? And he's talking about what he'll do to the the stewardess. Yeah. You know, so right there, he's giving you an up above perspective. A female of 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 what he's finna. he's giving you a, above a spec uh, a bird's eye view perspective of what his generation looks like. Okay. Okay. So now go to the next song. And the next song is ADHD. Now right there, ADHD, that's a that's the song that's related directly to swimming pools. Okay. That's a party atmosphere, but inside of that party atmosphere, he's talking to a girl. Okay. Who is doing mad drugs. She is popping pills, smoking weed, they finna have sex. She paranoid. It's a lot going on right there. So he's talking to a female and, and one of the lines in there is uh, you know why they call us crack babies because we born in the eighties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once again he's giving reference to break his it down, generation. Break he, it down. He's giving he's giving reference to his generation being children of crack addicts. And ironically the children of crack addicts didn't do, did not do crack, but they did other drugs. They do lean, they do, yeah, they do, uh, Percocets, they do, uh, Molly and say do all and smoke a hell of a lot of weed. So it's, so it's still a generational thing. It's not crack, but there's still an addictive nature going on through there. So what he's doing is he's shining the light on that. Now the next song is. The next song on the agenda is no makeup her vice let's see that goes again another song that references a woman and how much makeup she wears now and that that song is the prequel to the song on number 11 of what album of um it's like the same album oh Keisha's song Keisha's song yeah. those two songs tie into each other okay so no makeup and Keisha vice number four right of section 80 is the prequel to number 11 Keisha's song her pain.
1: Yes, those two her songs vice, her pain.
0: Those two songs go together because the the girl from Keisha's song who's wearing all the makeup is wearing the makeup because her pimp is beating her up in number 11. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So those two songs make the correlation and then he starts to tell her story. You so, want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Okay, the next song is Tammy's song, her evils. Her evils. See how he keeps continue with the female thing. Now that's the song about how men, how the men are doing the women bad in each one of these relationships. You got three relationships in there. Each me, each girl catches her man in some different bullshit. Now, which one was inspired by uh, Brenda's got a baby? Is it this one? Uh, Tammy's song was inspired by Brenda's got a baby. Okay you can go back and you can listen to that album for yourself and you'll see that those that though the beginning of that album especially really talks about how the women in this generation are affected not only by what they do but how the parents affected them okay you know um what's the next song on that ronald reagan era number seven now that song right there is where he starts to make the turn and show you how the generation affects the men and that's a clear cut to, he's saying right there with the Ronald, those children were born during the end of the Ronald Reagan era. We're talking about Reaganomics, we're talking about the Iran Contra, we're talking about Free Ray Ricky Ross, we're talking about Bloods, Crips, the Just Say No campaign, we're talking about all the war on drugs, we're talking about all the stuff in the 80s that this kid was born into. That this good kid was born into. By no doing of his own, he just came into this world and all this stuff was going on. So, this album encapsulates the 80s perfectly. Not only encapsulate the 80s, because you have to remember that these were babies. Yes, sir. And that everything that happened to them in the 80s they were defenseless against these are the kids that came out of that yeah the offspring the offspring of the people of the parents of Of the 80s who started to come into their own and and almost not necessarily repeat the process but find a new way to repeat the process yeah And he's zooming you in a little bit further to not only see the generation, but now, and I didn't mention this before, the whole time he's the character in this movie. The whole time, the whole time he's the character in this movie and he's an aspiring rapper. Okay. So, and also we got to remember the fact that hip hop was also born in the 80s. So the good kid was born of a corrupt generation. When the only thing that was positive that came out of that generation was hip hop, and that's what he attached himself to. Yeah. And their well, song, their song was really born in the seventies, late seventies. But no, he the was born in eighty-seven. Hip hop. Oh well, yeah. I, I, was, talking, I was talking about Kishlub. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, but, but, it, but, it in 70s, it, but it didn't make it seventies. But it didn't make his peak until the eighties 80s 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 is when it was like when it was like clay. when it when it really was like this the shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and we can talk about what went on musically in the eighties, but. But just the fact that he was born in the 80s and he was also right there along. He, he came in after hip-hop. Mm-hmm. He was born into a hip-hop generation. So Kendrick Lamar, like most people in the 80s, was born into that Ronald Reagan urban situation. Most black people in that situation. Right. And um, he's a product of his environment and that goes into his music. He puts that into his right. music. Anybody born consciously from, and subconsciously. Anybody born from 79 to 89 knows knows exactly what was going on in the 80s. They because they they are they're uh, uh, products of that. So um so now as he twists the um, microscope and he gives you a further look, he's taking you deeper inside that generation and he's starting to shed a little bit more light on himself. Section 80, it got a bunch of heaters on it. Obviously, High Power is the shit, and I ain't about to go through the whole track listing. But um, I wanted to ask you about one song, Poe Man's Dreams on Section 80. That is, honestly and truthfully, that is one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs. Yeah. Because, um... Um, that's that part of the album after he references and he makes a lot of references to how the women in his, um, how the women in his generation were affected, that goes into how the men in that generation were affected. And one of his first lines in that song is, and I can't you know spit it verbatim, but when y'all go back and y'all listen, y'all know, is how he thought that it was pretty much cool and he was his destiny to stand in front of the judge and be sentenced. Because that's what he saw his uncles yeah, do. Yeah, niggas made it cool. Niggas made it cool. To go to jail and, and be thugging and fucking your life up. So, you know, just... just that's sad. It, it was a really sad aspect, but he... But, but it's real niggas But it's, But it's like, it's a real mind state, though. A lot of people it's had real. a real mind state because, once again, you have to look at who he is in this generation. Yeah, a product of his generation. He's, because, once again, on this, what you're going to see throughout this series is that... Especially with the first two albums, especially with uh, Section 80 and uh, Good Kid, Bad City. What you're going to see is a very talented individual who has leadership abilities, not know how to be a leader and allow the neighborhood, to his generation, to influence him instead of the other way around. You know what this album reminds me of? loosely this album section 80 and other albums that he has uh created but spe- specifically section 80 section 80 reminds me of boys in the hood right. and Kendrick lamar reminds me of um koopa Gooden jr's character trey well actually to be to, this would um uh, good kid, Matt City would actually be more of the Boys in the Hood album. Yeah, uh, good those, kid, to Mad me. Those City and I didn't would, want to mention a great um, album. Exactly. I mean, it'd be a great movie. Uh, good kid, Matt City would be a great movie. Kendrick Lamar and really the same thing that we can say about Section Eighty is the same thing we can say about all his albums. Which I really don't want to get into all of his albums right now because we will be talking about that very soon in uh, part 2 and in part 3 we'll be talking about The Pimple Butterfly but Kendrick Lamar makes cohesive albums right? and concepts he makes the type of albums where you have to listen to every track or you're gonna miss a piece of that puzzle and you know a lot of niggas don't do that and I'll, I'll say something else about Kendrick Lamar man I remember Nas came out. Uh, I wake up early on my born date. I'm 20. It's a blessing. The essence of adolescence leaves my body. Now I'm freshen. Nas was 20, 25 when that album came out. He was a young nigga. When uh, Illmatic came out? When Illmatic came out. When Illmatic came out, you know how how old Nas was? Oh, was 20 years old. I wake up early on my born date. I'm 20. It's a blessing. Bottom line... I love when young niggas are mature enough to make those type of albums. Illmatic, not only was it a good album, but it was a mature album from a young nigga. Right. I say that to say this. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Kendrick was 23 when Section 80 came out. And that's the connection I'm making. Kendrick is one of those Nas type of niggas in the regard that he's a young nigga making socially conscious creative mature music for his age um this nigga's older than him that ain't making shit and, like and that do you know the sad thing about kendrick lamar what's that is that he's making music in the wrong generation he's making music in the wrong era and that's why it's the right era and, but but Think yeah about it. but well well and the words of my boy big Crit, um uh, you know the uh kings remember history remembers kings so, going forward into the future, we'll see the greatness of Kendrick Lamar. But where we at, right, it's just the same thing with Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali got rested dead. When Muhammad Ali was going through what he was going through, um, he didn't get no respect. You know, they, they thought he was a villain. He changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. You got to think about the Black Panthers and where they were and, and how they were being viewed. And then he didn't want to go fight in the war, so that was un-American. And now you look at him now, he's a hero. Do you, so you're saying Kendrick is going through the same thing because I think people have already deemed him an icon, and all of his uh, projects are loved by the people. Well, I think that as much as he's being deemed an icon, I think that the generation that is listening to music now and being influenced by music now they don't appreciate they don't appreciate as much and as, it. And as I, and I, and we I'm would say it have like this. in like 96. Or or right? Specific. And I'm gonna say and I'm gonna say it like this: um, I think that. Uh, Right now, white people appreciate Kendrick more than black people. I agree with you on the white people part. Because white people always appreciate our deep music more than we do. White people love our jazz. White people love our hip-hop. Meanwhile, the niggas don't want jazz and hip-hop. Niggas want that bullshit that they can just... Get high to turn up to and they want to turn up too. So don't forget, I, I ain't I ain't used this line in a couple of episodes, but I ain't forgot about you overdosing Molly ass niggas. Don't, don't talk about there. Molly. <laughs> She's pure, a good woman, pure Molly is <laughs> the best you can have. I'm bullshit. And and the, I don't want to think of and the Molly. best Molly will give you you fuck around and <laughs> yeah. have a seizure and die. Your brain will swell. That shit's so goddamn stepped on right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, Kendrick Lamar. So, you're basically saying that this generation, and I disagree with you, but if I'm getting you correctly, this generation doesn't appreciate Kendrick Lamar as much as not they we sh- would li- have. Not, not how they should. I, n- I disagree. N- not how they should. Um, I feel what you're saying, but at the same time. Here's why I say that. Because just because Kendrick Lamar, you said it earlier, he makes albums. And this is full not, Full bodies of work. You can't listen to a Kendrick Lamar album in pieces if you notice if you listen if you pay attention to how he releases music has kendrick lamar other than swimming pools has kendrick lamar had a standalone breakout single hell yeah they don't they don't work they don't work by themselves i wasn't a standalone song but it did not work power wasn't a standalone but but it did not it did Um, not work kendrick lamar who took Kentate that ain't that's Ken probably Kuntas, his biggest hit. It, but it, well, his Ken biggest Kuntas. hit is all right. But swimming pools and, Swim and all pools. right are his biggest singles. Kendrick singles don't necessarily work because singles I make to stand alone and be a representative for the album. Kendrick makes albums that represent them that represent the album. I I, I disagree with you. On so that. it's like um and this I think that this generation. Because they're not trained to listen to full-length albums. Because you got to think about how fast music is moving right now. Music is... You got artists that's dropping like two and three mixtapes a month. You got niggas dropping like six six, uh, six and seven mixtapes a year. You got singles. A dude will drop a single and, he, you know, and, and, and that'll ride him for the rest of the year. And so now you got Kendrick Lamar coming out and he's making a full-length album. And so in iTunes iTunes was the best and worst thing to happen to music, okay because iTunes gave you the ability to go online it kept you you could go online and you could get an album, but it was bad because you know I'm gonna take that back iTunes was the worst thing that happened to to happen to albums, not music it was the worst thing that happened to albums because now. You can take an album and you can pick it apart. It's like in order for you to appreciate music, this generation doesn't know how to appreciate music because they don't know how to sit through an entire album. They pick this song out. They pick that song out. They put it on this playlist. They shuffle it with this. They shuffle it with that. I've actually had one of my friends tell me he didn't like Kendrick Lamar off of only hearing two songs. That's not idiot. how and, and he's and this dude like is a musician. Said, like Jay-Z said, "Do you dudes listen to music or do you just skim, skim through? through it?" That's skimming you through can't, music. You shit. can't you can't go on YouTube. It's just certain artists that ain't going to work with. You can't go on YouTube and pick two Kendrick Lamar songs. I disagree with your finer details, but the overall point that you're making, mm-hmm. yes, I, I agree with you saying that the nineties appreciated albums more than now the uh, nineties produced more MCs, and it was more the culture of hip hop was deeper and more appreciated by the masses more than it is now and like you said the music making process was slow so because it was slow you had time to sit with an album Mm -hmm. so i agree with that stuff um Section eighty. Do you think uh, this generation they don't appreciate it? Do you think I think that this generation, um, I think that heads appreciate it. I think that if you, I I think that good kid Mad City was more appreciated than Section eighty, and it definitely was more appreciated than To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, I agree with you. But um, because To Pimp a Butterfly was the Pimper Butterfly was kind of like too abstract for some you, niggas. It's an album you actually have to listen to. It was too abstract. It's, it's, when I tell you that, to, and we'll talk about this in a later episode, but The Pimper Butterfly is a very dense album. And it's got so many, musically it's got so many layers to it. Conceptually it's got so many layers to it. Lyrically it's got so many layers to it that you you ain't going, if you've been listening to Dirty Sprite 2 all month, you ain't going to make that easy transition from Dirty Sprite 2 to the Pimper Butterfly. And that's where people mess up at. Uh, um, I'm kind of telling on the show a little bit when I say this. But I remember a couple months back, I brought a show idea to you, Lawrence G. And I said, hey, bro, we need to do a show about rappers with old souls. And I guess that show can still possibly happen. Maybe, maybe not. At this point, who cares? But I say that to say this. Kendrick Lamar is one of those guys who's a throwback. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant by saying rappers with old souls. Because they are you rappers. got to get better with your titles, nigga. You got to sell shit. And they was like, nigga, if you would have said that, we could have talked about we it. We could have talked about that rapper with old soul. That shit sound, bon- nigga. You sound to, boring, nigga. sound boring Nigga, you hell. got to sell this content. And, and I said that shit was up for debate and discussion and changes. But anyway, that's what I meant. Kendrick Lamar is a rapper with an old soul. Um, that nigga makes music with the same mind state, the same wherewithal, and the same hip-hop standards as... Tupac and and Biggie and Nas, he makes music. He's cut from that cloth. Right. And that's what real hip hop is. If you really, really just ask yourself what real hip hop is, real hip-hop comes from a certain cloth. And Kendrick is in that cloth. Lupe right. is in that cloth. Kendrick, um, that creative, socially conscious. Very artsy fartsy shit that I love. Artsy fartsy. It's the second time you said that. You sound like a fucking asshole, don't you? Artsy fartsy. Lyrical. Avant. Miracle. Avant-garde. <laughs> I got on my 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 European scowl. Used- a very avant-garde hip hop album. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very good sir. Very good. Very good. These niggas and the hip hop albums. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you old bitch. Oh, how dare you <laughs> <laughs> mark? Okay, I'm going too far with this shit. I'm getting carried away. My word. My <laughs> word. But uh it's that's hip hop. That's hip hop. And uh, I think section eighty uh really showcases everything that hip hop is and should be and uh it's a jewel of this generation i was thinking today kendrick because let me just put you guys up on game let me put the listeners up on game lawrence g came to me with this idea he was like hey man let's talk about kendrick lamar and let's break down all three of his albums um three shows three albums part one part two part three so I had to do my research and I went back and I listened to all of his albums not just the three albums in question I listened to all of his albums and I hate to admit it but I wasn't the biggest Kendrick Lamar fan um as hip-hop as I am as backpack as I am I wasn't the biggest Kendrick Lamar fan but I became a fan in like the last Three days of doing research—the research that Lawrence G asked me to do for these shows—and Kendrick Lamar is a real fucking throwback, man. Yep. And he makes music the way I was trained to listen to music. Yep, it's you know it's a real incredible thing. See, I we mean, come from that generation where you get that new album and you go in your room, you turn off the lights, close the door, put on some headphones and listen and listen and i'm going to tell a you a to z from a to z and i'm going to tell you this is kind of a side note but when i listen to hip hop i repeat every word of every song in my head as i'm listening to it it could be the first time i hear the album but in my head I'm literally repeating lyrics in my head, every song. And if I skip a word, I'm going to rewind back and repeat that word in my brain. I'm typing the album in my brain because I'm not skimming through it. And when I was doing the research you asked me to do, the album that I typed in my brain the most was Section 80. Mm-hmm. Overly dedicated is tight. To Pimper Butterfly is a masterpiece hell section 80 ain't even his best shit nope all his shit and first of all let me just say that kendrick lamar's weakest album is still great it's still great it's section 80 It's still great i I I would say i would say this again i don't really want to get into the other albums because this this show was dedicated to section 80 but fuck it i'm here now i'm gonna go with it um overly dedicated It, it goes in this order to pimple butterfly is the best the second best is um Mad City. The third best is Section eighty. And then the least is overly dedicated. Overly dedicated. But that's when that that's when he was every album got better. better. And that's when he was making that transition. Because you gotta realize he was K'd out for a long time. And he did what every rapper does. Bars, 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 bars. Well, every project. Let me be technical. Every one of his projects got better. Right. And, and so um, he, you know, he yeah. did the mixtape thing and then when Overly Dedicated came out, because it was on that Pit for free. If you want to go back and listen to Overly Dedicated, you probably can find it on that Pit for free. But um, that album right there made me a Kendrick Lamar fan. And I'm going to tell you the song that made me a Kendrick Lamar fan. Ignorance is bliss. That's a great goddamn song. That song made me a Kendrick Lamar fan. And Section 80 made This is... I'm doing research... I'm cramming research and lyrics in my brain for the last two, three days because Lawrence G asked me to do this goddamn research that I didn't want to do at first, but Kendrick Lamar swayed me. And the album that swayed me was Section 80. And it's very fitting that we're doing a Section 80 show today because that's the album that I studied more than any of them. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not his best, and when I say it's not his best, it's not a diss, it's just that well, he's it, that good, he keeps getting better. Well, it's I, it's... Where the fuck can he go now? That nigga, that and, that, nigga. and that is the question I want to ask after we after we finish this series. Where does Kendrick Lamar go now? And and when and you'll see how we break down these albums. And I want you, and if you follow along with us and what we're doing, you're gonna come to that conclusion. What can he do now? And then I also when we talk about when we get to the Butterfly, we have to talk about how. And it's sad to me that the album has these mixed reviews and that it wasn't received that well in certain circles because I'm a hip-hop head. And I'm sitting here listening to this album like if you're a music, you ain't even got to be a hip-hop head to like that album. You got to be a head to like that fucking album. No, bro. If you like music, if you like music, you'll like To Pimp a Butterfly. Man, To Pimp a Butterfly, as much as I like that album, To Pimp a Butterfly is an acquired taste. It's I the caviar see, a- of hip hop. That's that's his most to pimple butterfly is Kendrick Lamar's most caviar-esque album that he's ever made. Well, I, I guess for, for example, for example, and I hate to keep cutting you off. I was talking to a typical hood nigga. He is actually my nigga, but the nigga a typical hood nigga. I ain't expect him to listen to Kendrick Lamar at all, because he a typical hood nigga. But I asked him which album is better, Mad City or the Pimper Butterfly. And he said Mad City. That's his opinion, not bashing his opinion. But my point is this. The average nigga ain't just going to say to Pimper Butterfly is the shit. Especially when Kendrick has shit like uh, Mad City and um, tracks on that album like the Backseat Freestyle. And all my life I want money and power. Respect niggas can relate to that. die from that I'll, like I'll say this get the Niggas can relate to what The song you just said More than they can relate to The song Complexion With him and uh, Rhapsody That's on cause the niggas ain't trained to listen That's cause niggas ain't trained to listen And I that's ain't cause, nobody. That's nobody That's cause we are about 15 to 20 years Out of listening to music At this point I agree with that We ain't listened to music In a very, very long time. And we've been turning up and getting crunk for the last 10, 15 years. And that is a good segue into my suggestion. I don't know. What you want to call this the Grown-ass man hip-hop album club? That's a long-ass convoluted title. Anyway, I guess it's like a little album club we're trying to launch. Right. And the first album we would like you to sit down and listen to for the first time or listen to again is (laughs) Section 80. Right. Because people don't listen to music. Right. Listen to music because Joey Burnham is a fucking rap expert, and I'm going to tell you how you should be listening to music because I know every goddamn thing. (laughs) So what, what you do sit your ass down put, put some damn headphones put some on headphones head. in your motherfucking head so you ain't got no outside distractions fuck your kids fuck your husband fuck your bills fuck, fuck everything your bills all outside goddamn disturbances cut them loose and blast section 80 go, in your motherfucking ear. go hide in your closet with your with your phone and your or your whatever kind of device you got, and you would disappear from your family and friends for about an hour, and you listen to and section listen, and listen to, to section to eighty like you've never listened to it before. Rewind. That's a, that's the shit we don't do no more. I'm gonna tell hit you the rewind. I'm gonna t- hit the rewind. I'm gonna tell you how to listen to the album. You put the headphones in. You rewind shit. This I'm about to really break this shit down. I may be going over time, but fuck it, it needs to happen. This is how you listen to an album. Rule one, listen to every track. Yep. Rule two, listen to every track in order. Yep. Do Rule not two. go to your favorite, do not put the track on. Do not put the album on and then go straight to your favorite track. No. no. Start with the first song and end with the last song. Exactly. Because that's how you read a book, right? Chapter one, two, three, and four. Treat albums like books. Listen to every song, number one. Number two, listen to every song in order. Number three, if he says something you don't understand, get a dictionary to find out the meaning of the word. We ain't got to do that shit no more. Or, we get Google, Google. or get Google to reference the neighborhood he's talking about. Anything you don't understand, use Google and in the internet to reference it so you can get a better understanding. And number five, which this is kind of like a bonus, read liner notes. If you're a real hip-hop head, treat albums like books and once you do that shit an album that you thought was it can change your outlook on an mm-hmm. album you thought was great well, i know and an 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 digital, digital age liner notes are kind of hard to find you and, can't get them online though you can not and find that's why it's, and that's why it's a bonus but like i said the top four things you need to do to listen to it to really digest the album listen to every track listen to every track in order um and I already forgot to fucking rest. I'm glad we recorded. And, and do that shit. Yeah, so dissect these albums, man. So on that note, um, we're going to break up out of here, man. I hope that y'all take this journey with us as we listen to Section 80. Um, we'll come back and retouch on Section 80 in the next episode and then move on to Good Kid Mad City. Um, this is the Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show. I am Lawrence G. And I am Joey Barnum. And like we always say about this time, grown-ups, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Because <laughs> grown-ass men do grown-man shit. It made my head hurt with that. And we out. Peace. The Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show is brought to you by 4th Coast Media. Produced by Lawrence Trammell and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media Production. Fourth Coast?